0: January 9th And now as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today will come from the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 15 through 29. We'll be reading about trees, life produces fruit, and good trees produce good fruit. There was a great deal of profession in the lives of the scribes and Pharisees, but no evidence of spiritual fruit you talk a good game? Well, you have to walk a good game as well. You not only have to talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk. And if you're not walking the walk, your talk is hollow and cheap. And people know it. We'll read about builders. To build on the rock means to obey the Word of God. Saying is not enough. There must be doing. If you claim to be a disciple of Jesus Christ... Expect to have your profession tested in this life and the next. Fair-weather faith will not pass the test. And now let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. January 9th Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 29. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really wolves that will tear you apart. You can detect them by the way they act, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit. You don't pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. A healthy tree produces good fruit, and an unhealthy tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, the way to identify a tree or a person is by the kind of fruit that is produced. Not all people who sound religious are really godly. They may refer to me as Lord, but they still won't enter the kingdom of heaven. The decisive issue is whether they obey my Father in heaven. On Judgment Day, many will tell me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name, and cast out demons in your name, and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Go away. The things you did were unauthorized. Anyone who listens to my teaching and obeys me is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents, and the floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse, because it is built on rock. But anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come, and the winds beat against that house, it will fall with a mighty crash. After Jesus finished speaking, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he taught as one who had real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law.
1: Many of you, when I, when I share with you this unthinkable thing about you tonight, you're going to go, yeah, I got that. But, but it's not going to break your brain down the way it needs to. Some of you, it's going to be the turning point, possibly, for your whole life, because it is true... And if it is true, then either two things are are true of me or you. Either we have been around church and stuff and talks like this so long that we've become inoculated to the power of God in us. Or we've never really clearly seen it in the first place. And I'm hoping in either case that God will do something really powerful tonight, that He'll either let us see fully what there is to be seen, or if we've seen it in the past but just sort of become ho-hum to it, That it truly for us will become unthinkable all over again there is something so true about you tonight that it is really mind-boggling it is unfathomable it stopped the world stunning how amazing it is and it's the most obvious of things but I think deep at the heart it sort of gets at a lot of what stresses us and a lot of what pushes us and a lot of what gets us moving in life towards things that in the end harm us and leave us with less than God's best in our lives. People on earth are asking these questions. Sometimes we're asking them out loud, but we're all asking them. People are asking simple, basic, philosophical questions like these. How did I get here? Does my life matter? I mean, I'm looking around at all these people even in this Bible study tonight. Nobody would know if I was at this Bible study or not much less all the people that work at my company or the people on the face of the earth. Does my life matter? Does my life have value? And if it does have value, what gives it value? I mean, what is it about my life that gives it value? Is it the way I look? Is it the people I hang around with? Is it where I work? Is it what I drive? Is it the names that are on the stuff that I have? What gives my life its value? Because I want to get more of that because I want my life to have more value. And it all boils down to this simple, unthinkable thing that you are the unique, one of a kind creation of God. And the same God who made the universe and put every star in place personally and individually crafted you as an original, one of a kind masterpiece with his name attached. And God is saying, check this out. All things were created by Him and for Him. You are the design of God. And His name is on you. Value sort of has been, been assessed to us by all kinds of circumstances and situations in life. I love this part of the day. He says, and when I awaken, you are there. There are people in this building tonight, and my heart just is so there for you tonight but you've wakened many many times from many many places where you were with many many people going is this going to be the one is this going to be the time that i feel like somebody you wake in another time they were already gone or the, the thing was over and one more time you woke up and it was like somehow feel worse than when we started. And maybe it's the word of God tonight that's just beginning to take those layers off. God's saying, I don't care what some man said to you or what some parent said or didn't say to you or what some woman or some girl or some company said to you. You are a somebody To God. You are prized by the one who knitted you together. You are a glorious human being, stamped with the very glory of God in you. You are God's somebody, and He prizes you above all of creation. Does my life matter? And do I count? What is my value? And you're going to be as lost as the person next to you who's never heard the truth. And what God's trying to say is, hey, I'm not for or against the car. I'm not for or against fashion. I'm not for or against your appreciation of art. I'm just telling you that you're fearfully and wonderfully made by me. And with or without the stuff and the emblem and the exterior and all the stuff that you think makes you so great, you are full of the wonder of God.
0: Psalm chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. We'll read about praise here in this psalm. God had won a victory for David, so he sang a song of praise to the Lord. It was not a personal battle. Because David was doing God's will, the Lord maintained his cause. The lesson here is, take time to praise the Lord for the victories He graciously gives you. From considering the past and the future, David turned to his present need as he prayed for God's help. His need was for mercy. His motive was that he might praise the Lord and tell others of his salvation. Why? Because there is a place called hell and God's salvation is the only escape from that terrible place. Psalm chapter nine, verses one through 12 for the choir director, a psalm of David to be sung to the tune, death of the son. I will thank you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. My enemies turn away and retreat. They are overthrown and destroyed before you. For you have judged in my favor. From your throne you have judged with fairness. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. You have wiped out their names forever. My enemies have met their doom. Their cities are perpetual ruins. Even the memory of their uprooted cities is lost. But the Lord reigns forever, executing judgment from His throne. He will judge the world with justice and rule the nations with fairness. The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, O Lord, have never abandoned anyone who searches for you. Sing praises to the Lord who reigns in Jerusalem. Tell the world about his unforgettable deeds. For he who avenges murder cares for the helpless. He does not ignore those who cry to him for help. Proverbs chapter 2 Verses 16-22 through Wisdom will save you from the immoral woman, from the flattery of the adulterous woman. She has abandoned her husband and ignores the covenant she made before God. Entering her house leads to death. It is the road to hell. The man who visits her is doomed. He will never reach the paths of life. Follow the steps of good men instead, and stay on the paths of the righteous, for only the upright will live in the land, and those who have integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be removed from the land, and the treacherous will be destroyed.